Good morning, everybody. Thanks for uh, braving the elements to be here. When I was on my way in this morning, I'm like, I wonder what it's going to be like to preach to nobody. It's going to be awesome. So uh, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, my name is Glenn. I'm on staff here at Parkview. And uh, it's always my, my um, prayer that um, we leave here a little closer to God um, as a result of our time together than, than we are even right now. So just, just so you know, full disclosure, that's, that's my prayer for this, our time together until um, you know, the end of the service. Some of you, uh, maybe most of you, are aware that we're in the middle of a series called DNA. That's the very cool DNA model behind us. The underlying premise is that um, because every living human being has their own DNA, you know, their own unique God-given blueprint of what they're going to look like and act like, the same can be said of the local church because uh, the local church is, is, is more than just an organization. It's a living organism. And it's made up of people. It's made up of, of people you and me. As a congregation, there's going to be certain things that God encodes into Parkview's specific DNA that make us unique as a church. Not, not better, not worse, just unique. So in this series, we're identifying and uh, talking about what makes Parkview who we are, like specifically our unique values, those things that we hold dear. As a staff, we've worked very hard to try to make these uh, values um, simple and easy to, re- to remember. Um, the ones that we're exploring in this series are uh, People Matter, Ridiculous Generosity, Everyday Worship, Better Together, Relevant Teaching, and Everybody Does. Each of these phrases represent a unique aspect of our DNA. So this morning we're going to look at why we believe we're better together. So before we do, I would just like to invite you to pray with me. Father, thank you for this day, um, for bringing each person uh, safely here. God, if there's anyone on their way still, we ask that you would um, just keep them safe as they as they travel. But we do pray, Lord, that um, you would use... Um, the rest of our time together, as I trust that you've already used our time this morning, um, our time to, to worship you through music, to worship you through um, through giving. And now we want to worship you, God. We choose to through um, the time in your word. Thank you for Parkview. Thank you for who we are as a local church. God, we don't think we're better than anyone else, but we're grateful for um, who you are um, molding us into and the ministries that you are leading us to be involved in. Thank you for the people that make Parkview who we are. God, we pray these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So when I think about being better together, uh, my mind, well, immediately my mind goes to food. It's usually on my mind. So I'm thinking about like, you know, peanut butter is good and jelly's good, but it's better. It's better together. Uh, and then I thought, you know, I probably shouldn't use all food examples. So I'm thinking like, okay, well, like tires are good. Car tires, really important, right? And air is good, but it's actually better together when there's air in the tire. A lot of us like coffee. Coffee's good, right? And a mug to drink the coffee is good, but they're better when they work together, when the coffee's actually in the mug. And being Super Bowl Sunday, I could not uh, go without leaving an example. Um, I thought, you know, being a playoff team is good. Having the perseverance to finish strong all the way to the very end of the game is also good. 
but they're better together, you know? So as the Seahawks know, right, they're, they're better together. Now, I just got to say this. I, I, in between services, I left my notes right on the front seat there, right? And I sit down, and Josh, Ephraim, our new, you know, uh, pastor of fourth through eighth grade, who is a huge Packer fan, leans up to me, and he goes, you don't know how tempted I was to take your notes and, like, write on them and stuff, all these weird things. And I'm like, if he knew what I was about to say, I bet he would have done it. So I'm glad you didn't know that, Josh. So when I say that we're better together, um, I mean we're better as part of authentic community. So let me just define what I mean by authentic community for a second. Authentic community is a place where we're free to be real with each other. It's a place where we're encouraged to come as you are. And this is one of the things that I've always appreciated about Parkview. Um, Through the years, I've met many, many people that ask me, you know, so what's what's your church like? Um, um, And and I always tell them, the first thing that comes out of my my mouth is that we're very non-pretentious. And I love that about Parkview. Parkview is, is truly a, a church um, where we can come as we are. And uh, I'm thankful for that. Authentic community is a place where we're loved for who we are, not for what we bring to the table. It's a safe place to ask difficult questions and to work through our doubts because we all have doubts and we all have difficult, difficult questions that we need a safe place to ask those in. It's a place where we can take off our church masks. Um, and you know what I mean by that, that fake smile that we, a lot of us tend to wear or think we should bring into the church on Sunday morning, you know. Even if our, if our world is like collapsing around us, somehow we feel like, well, when we get to church, we have to smile and, you know, how you doing? Oh, great, you know. So, but this is, authentic community is really a place where we can ditch that mask. Forget about it and just be real. It's a place where we enter as broken, messed up people, and that's all of us. And it's where the longer we're part of it, we grow individually and we grow collectively. We all long for that type of community. We all long for authentic community, a place where we can connect on a, a, a much deeper level than, than the superficial, where we're known and where we know others, and where as a result we grow toward Christ-likeness. Christian counselor and author Larry Crabb uh, says that this type of community is the greatest need in modern civilization. Maybe that's because so many of us are at times either fiercely independent or completely afraid of letting anyone know who we really are for fear of being rejected. So apart from you, we believe we're better together for several reasons. And first of all, we believe we're better together because God created us to be together in this authentic community. Let's go all the way back to the beginning, Genesis chapter 1, where we read about creation. The Bible says that on creation's first day, God created light, and he called it good. Good means pleasant or joyful or agreeable. The second day of creation, the Bible says God created the sky, called it good. Third day of creation, God created the land and the seas and vegetation, called it good. Fourth day of creation, saw God create our sun, our moon, our stars, and he called it good. Fifth day, God created living creatures in the sky and in the sea, and he called it good. And on the sixth day, God created all the living creatures on land, and because of the inclusion of man, God declared it very good. Now, I want you to pause just for a minute to consider Adam's world at this point in history. Sin had not yet entered the picture. 
So from the standpoint of creation, he lived in the middle of what we would call perfection. I, I would certainly look at it and think, well, it is. It's perfect. Nature at its absolute best. Water pure enough to drink at any time. Fruit and vegetables without pesticides. Air devoid of pollution. Land free of trash and gardens free of weeds. And arguably the most important aspect of it all, Adam's relationship with God was completely unhindered. Think about that for a second. Adam enjoyed a relationship with God that no one, no one after the fall ever experienced this side of heaven. There was no need for Adam to hide from God. He didn't feel guilt. He didn't feel shame. His life at this point exemplified God's character perfectly. God spoke with him audibly, even called him by name. It was an environment completely free of fear and sorrow of any kind. Again, I would call that perfection. How cool to have such a relationship with God. I can't even imagine it. I I can't. But yet, when God looked at it, he said, there's something not good about it. I mean, it's just weird to think about. Like, wait a minute, how, how can there be anything not good about that environment? But the Bible says that God said it's not good for the man to be alone. God's creation, even prior to sin entering the picture, wasn't yet perfect until man was living in community with each other. Look, I know there's no doubt God is setting up the institute of marriage here. There's no question about that. But there's also no doubt that there's a principle um, that can be applied outside the bounds of marriage here. There's something bigger at play than Adam's need for a spouse. Because the Hebrew word for alone is derived from a root that means to be separate or isolated. And the word for man also refers to mankind in general. It doesn't always refer to the male species. So in essence, God is saying that it's not good for people to live in isolation from others. It's one of the reasons at Parfview we say we're better together because God's word says that he created us to be in community with one another. Second reason we're better together is because God sharpens us when we're in community with each other. The Bible says that as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. So a knife or a sword will never be sharp without it being rubbed against a grinding wheel or a sharpening stone. In order for sharpening to take place, place, sparks have to fly for dull edges to be removed. And in the same way, you and I are sharpened by each other. In other words, we grow best when we live in authentic community with others. We don't, and I don't believe we can grow in isolation. I can read and reread all the passages in the Bible that talk about how as a follower of Christ, I should be patient and I should be loving and I should be kind and I should be hospitable. And I can get on my knees and I could pray and I could pray and pray that God would make me patient and loving and kind and hospitable. But it's not until I'm tested will I really grow in those areas. And you know how it is. Like you you talk to some Christians and they're like, "Um, yeah, I'm really praying that God would make me patient. And then others are like, no, don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that because they know what's coming, you know, because that's really how God causes us to grow. He sharpens us in our interactions with one another when we're in authentic community. As parents, you understand what that's like, right? You, you, um, you pray for patience and then, and then you have kids. If we want to be more loving, well, God will allow our love to be tested. 
If we want to be more hospitable, he's going to give us opportunities to welcome others into our home. The point is we simply won't mature spiritually if we live in isolation because God uses us to test and sharpen each other as people. I know sometimes we get kind of tempted to think like, you know, how easy life would be if it weren't for other people. Um, But without them, uh, we wouldn't grow. The Bible says wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. My wife is really good at at sharpening me as a person. Um, She loves me enough to tell me when I'm being impatient with one of my daughters or when I need to connect with my son. And most of the time her feedback, even though she's really gentle when she gives it, isn't like something I love to hear about. Um, I, I don't enjoy hearing that I need improving as a dad or as a husband, but I know I can trust her advice because I know she loves me and God uses her to sharpen me as a person, as a, as a man, as a husband, as a father, and I'm grateful for it. So we're better together because God created us to be in community and we're better together because he uses us to sharpen each other. And we're better together because God uses authentic community to show the world what he's like. Five days ago, the lives of a very dear family to my wife and myself and to Parkview in general um, were turned upside down. Um, A lot of you might have heard through the prayer chain or through word of mouth about the Leones, about Lauren. Um, The Leones are about as involved as a family can be. Joe uh, has served and is serving in our high school ministry. His wife, Chris, serves in in Parkview's middle school ministry. Um, Their two sons, Alex and and Nick, um, serve in the middle school ministry as well. And their their twin daughters, Katie and Lauren, are are students in our high school ministry. Tuesday night... um, Joe brought Lauren and Katie to dinner. They had some dinner and then dropped them off at voice lessons, went home. And shortly after he got home, Lauren texted him and said, Dad, uh, you need to come and get me. I'm, I'm, my head is really hurting. And so Joe got back in his car and drove and, and, um, to pick up Lauren to bring her home. Joe is a paramedic. So as soon as he saw Lauren, he knew right away that she was in trouble. So he called um, the ambulance right away uh, and then went right to the hospital and waited for the ambulance to get her there. And um, it was there that the doctors confirmed that she had a brain aneurysm. So she, um, as quickly as possible, was moved into surgery um, where they uh, took away you know, some of her skull to relieve the pressure of the aneurysm on her brain. Um, And since Tuesday night, uh, Lauren has been in in a deep, deep coma. She is fighting for her life. Tuesday night, they didn't know if she would survive surgery. As you can imagine, they were a wreck. Since then, the Leones have been continuing to put Lauren in God's hands and to trust him with her. I say this because... Being a part of authentic community is super important when life is good and when time passes without like too many bumps and bruises. But when the unexpected tragedy hits, like the Leones are experiencing now, authentic community is absolutely crucial. It's crucial. They live their lives in such community. They have cultivated it for the entire duration of their family. And when this hit... 
they have seen the fruits of the community that they've spent years cultivating because people poured in from Parkview. People have poured in from their, uh, the girls' um, theater group. People have poured in through Joe's work. People have poured in through the neighborhood. That room, which is not a, not a bad-sized room that's meant for you know, family members of, of kids that are on that floor, can't even hope to contain the amount of people that are there constantly, constantly for the Leones to support them, to love them, just to be there and to pray with them. It's amazing, really, to see how God's been using this heartrending situation. There have been numerous conversations about God over the last several days involving people who love God and are, are call themselves Christians and, and those who don't. Very deep conversations about God. Followers of Christ and those who aren't are learning about the power of prayer through this situation. Medical workers like the nurses and the specialists and the neurologists and doctors are witnessing firsthand how God provides through the many people that have rallied around this family. One of the things that God seems to be doing through this dark valley is to prove to a watching world that the church is better when we're together. And I was with Joe, um, I think Friday night. And, uh, you know, again, the room is packed with people. And he's like, so who's preaching Sunday? And I'm like, and he's like, oh, man, really? And I'm like, Joe, don't worry about it. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about that we're better together. And for the last five days, I got to see it. And so did all the people around that floor of the hospital. A watching world got to see how we're better when we're together in authentic community. This is why at Parkview, this is a value of ours. Jesus said, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. And by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. What is he saying? He's saying that, look, you're the way you act, the way you care for each other, the way you support each other. The world watches and they'll know you're my disciple by the way you love each other. The Bible says that we should carry each other's burdens. And in this way, we will fulfill the law of Christ. And in Ecclesiastes, we read this. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. We're better together because God created us for community. We're better together because we're sharpened in community. And we're better together because God uses community, authentic community, to display his character to a watching world. Now, here's the thing. Maybe you're here this morning and you would put yourself in, in the Leone's camp where, in other words, you have spent years cultivating community. And if that's you, way to go. That's awesome. You already know how important it is to have people around you and to be part of that. But maybe you're here this morning and you would say, honestly, I'm not sure I fit in that camp. Yeah, I got friends. I got people that know me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if I'm honest, all the relationships I have in my life are up here. They're really superficial. We never talk about anything besides like how much snow we're going to get, you know, or who's going to win the game today or whatever. Talk about work. We never really talk below that. That's you. And I just have a few suggestions on how you could take steps, even, even this week, 
to begin to enter into the, the community that God has for you. The first step is this. Um, value relationships over autonomy. Value relationships over autonomy. I just finished a book called Generation Me, um, Why Today's Young Americans Are More Confident, Assertive, Entitled, and More Miserable Than Ever Before. The author is Jean Twenge, and she highlights the long-term negative effects of a generation set on relying on one's self. As a result of her extensive research, um, Twenge offers this advice. She says, cultivate friendships even though they take effort, intentionality, and work. She goes on to say, keeping up a friendship does take work, work and time that many people feel they don't have in their busy lives. But she says, if we don't, one day we'll look up and wonder where all our friends went. She says, you'll be much happier if you make the extra effort needed to see friends and family. Email, Facebook, the phone are great, but person-to-person contact is better. People who have good relationships with others are happier and less depressed than other people. So if you want to take a couple like tangible steps this week to enter in the community that God really created you for. Value relationships over autonomy. Maybe instead of um, maybe instead of just shooting somebody a text this week or um, you know messaging them on Facebook or whatever, how about how about give them a call and say, hey, you want to grab you want to grab coffee, or uh, you want to you want to go out and we'll get an appetizer and just hang out for a little bit or something. Take that step. That would be valuing relationships. Secondly, I would say be real with others. This is probably the most hardest thing uh, for many uh, of us, especially guys, because we, um, if you're in my generation, um, we've grown up being told um, you don't need people, like, you know, stand on your own two feet, rely, you know, like work hard and, um, you know, don't share feelings, don't share emotions. Um, That's how I grew up. That's kind of what I learned as I was growing up. And so for years, um, I never would tell anybody what was going on in here. I just wouldn't. There's no way. I thought I thought that was a sign of weakness. So there's no way I'm going to share what I'm thinking or feeling with you. And I missed out for a lot of years. I missed out. And I, God would look at my life back then and say, that is not good. You're not enjoying Um, and reaping the benefits of true community like I've created you to enjoy. So I would say start getting real with others. And then thirdly, if you're part of Parkview, um, there's a couple really easy ways to enjoy community, and and I would say those are serving and connecting. There's a lot, a lot of ways to... um, to meet people here and to enjoy true community. If you're not serving in an area, man, I would really, really challenge you and encourage you to do that. Even this week, there's tons of areas here. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes. You know, a lot of times people show up on Sunday and think, yeah, wow, it was awesome. You know, it was a good hour, all that. And then you leave and you just don't realize like all the stuff that happens behind the scenes. I have been in church ministry for about 30 years and I am still learning like oh wow we got to think of that too like i i'm still learning about all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes there's so many opportunities to serve from like parking team which by the way these guys are like unsung heroes everybody wants to be on the parking team when it's like springtime 75 blue skies Woo-hoo, i want to be outside but in weather like this 
so give them a high five when you leave. You know, just say, hey, thanks, you guys. You guys rock. Um, but, you know, parking team, children's ministry, youth ministry, adult ministry, um, tech, worship team. Oh, there's just, there's so many areas that you can invo- get involved in. I say that because use, use the things that you love. Like, where are you? passionate? What are you passionate about? How's God gifted you spiritually? What are your talents? Pursue those areas. Because if you do, you're immediately going to rub shoulders with somebody who shares the same passions as you do, probably has similar talents as you do. So right away, you'll have like a connection, affinity with them. That's a great way to um, begin to take steps to uh, enjoy true community. And the other is uh, life groups. If, If you're not in a life group, um, all it would take is a phone call or an email to Kim Whetstone. She's our pastor of assimilation here, and she would be thrilled um, to help you get connected in a, in a group of a smaller group of people who who meet on a regular basis and study God's word together and, and grow, grow together, sharpen each other, encourage each other, pray for each other. We're better together because we're never meant to live in isolation. So if you're feeling isolated and disconnected, I just want to challenge you to take those steps. Value relationships. Be real. Choose to meet new people by joining a life group or serving somewhere at Parkview because truly, truly, we're better together. Let's pray. Father, I I am grateful um, for each person that's here and for this opportunity, but I'm also grateful that there are many, many people at Parkview who who understand this principle, um, they understand it very well because they have been intentional. They have put the work in to cultivate relationships, to cultivate and be a part of and contribute to authentic community. But Lord, I'm sure there's people that aren't, that are here and, and kind of have been content up to this point in life of just coming and and kind of splitting afterwards and avoiding community. Maybe out of fear or maybe because of a desire to be autonomous. I don't know. I just lift that segment of our community up to you and ask that even this week they would be brave and they would begin to take steps to cultivate true community. God, we really are better together. And so together as a family, as brothers and sisters in Christ, we lift Lauren Leone up to you. I pray, God, that you would show mercy to their family. pray that you would bring supernatural healing to her body. I pray that all of the issues that are going on, you would speak a word of healing over her. God, continue to give Joe and Chris strength and endurance. Give Nick and Alex and Katie the same. Give them hope. Let them know that you're right there with them even right now. Carry them, God, through the darkest times. I pray for others who are here this morning who are going through their own dark, deep valley, that they would know you through the interaction of others. These things we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.